Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one willing to bleed? Take a bullet for being free. Screaming, what the hell at my TV for telling me?
Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis, and all parts, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. It's the only place you can hear the live show, but you can hear the podcast here and in other places, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, any place that has fine podcasts. That's where we are. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636 538 Five three eight zero seven four six because we're not afraid of your opinions or your takes on things. I always try to arm us with facts here. This is the show that gives you the unvarnished truth, supported by facts and evidence. If you don't have that, then you're just yapping. Anybody can do that. You won't get the kind of truth anywhere else that you get here. And there's a lot of truth to talk about today. Although a lot of it involves lies. Isn't that odd? Certainly is. It's very odd. If you're a Blues fan, quite a comeback victory last night for the Blues. 4-3 to three in overtime. Good for them. Missouri basketball team plays tonight. See if they can rebound from their... Well, they, they won against Vanderbilt, but they lost last week at Arkansas. So now they go to Texas A&M. See if they can rebound in that one. Hey, before we get going, our good friends at stl-cars.com want you to know a few things. First of all, you can text them or you can call them. Same number, 314-309-3633. 314-309-3633. They're right there in Ellisville off of Manchester Road. Tell them we told you to call because if you feel like getting a car and going out and buying a car is like getting a punch in the mouth, it doesn't have to be that way. At STL-Cars, you simply tell them the car you want. You can look at their entire inventory. They have thousands of pictures. And by the way, if you don't find something there that you want, call them and tell them what you want. Tell them the price you want to pay. They'll find that car wherever it is in the country. All you have to do then is pick it up and drive away. And they'll even deliver it to you if you need be. But it doesn't matter where you are in the country. It's as easy as can be. For you. <laughs> car buying's never been this easy. It's your dream car delivered to you. 
VIP concierge maintenance services are available. It's pretty simple. Shop, select, and drive away. One, two, and three. That's the easiest way to do it. STL-cars.com. Call them or text them, 314-309-3633. Well, so many different things swirling around the idiot in charge, although he's not really in charge, so scratch that. But the question begs answering, can Biden do anything or say anything that doesn't immediately become controversial because the lies that are surrounding it, his lies, other people's lies, his middle finger to the American people, that's a constant, by the way, that's every day in how he ignores any questions about his behavior or any questions about his policies, that's a middle finger to you and me. He's elected. He didn't get appointed. I'm not even sure that he got elected, so I should scratch that too. But let's just be honest about it. This guy works for us. He acts like we owe him something, and that he, when we ask questions, can tell us to go F off. And you know what? He can because we put up with it. We have a communist press, media. They're Nazi-like. It's all propaganda, with very few exceptions. And so he gets away with it. He gets away with anything he wants to do. He can take a quote-unquote trip to the border where he stops in El Paso for a couple of hours after it's been sanitized so that Biden really sees nothing. And shame on the mayor and the congresswoman or congressman, whichever it is, from that district for taking part in that scam. And that's all it was, was a scam. You're going to hear from a woman whose husband works for the Border Control. When she heard that Biden was coming, she'll tell you what she did. John Kirby is one of the great liars of all time, and he basically gives you the middle finger when people asked about the letter that Governor Abbott handed to Biden at the airport. It even pissed off Dana Perino. She doesn't get pissed off. Tom Holman has a few questions for Biden. He was the former director of ICE. You can hear from a man today named Peter Karisno. Very interesting guy. Has worked all throughout government. And his feelings about liberals and what they've done to this country and how they've always been plotting to do it for one reason. They hate America. And you don't have to be a genius to see that. You're going to hear some of the most arrogant people today when in regards to Biden and these documents that you'll ever hear. In one particular clip you'll hear, at the very end of it, Pelosi has asked her thoughts about these documents while she's holding a cookie or a cupcake in her hand with her like baby finger up in the air like she's some sort of, I don't know, debutante. Oh, I can't let it get on my fingers. And she got a mouthful of food, and she mumbles basically, go F yourself. I don't have to answer your questions. These people think they're royalty. They truly do. And by the way, I don't know if you woke up to this or not, if you have the news, but the entire aviation system has been shut down in this country. All flights canceled, at the very least delayed until 9 or 10 o'clock this morning. 
but no one's taking off now by order. Now, what does that mean? That means that's the first time that's happened since 9-11. So Biden has accomplished another first. On his watch, the entire flight system and schedule in this country has been shut down for the first time in 11 years. I'm sorry, 21 years. I don't know why I kept thinking it was 2011. First time in 21 years. But I'm sure that Mayor Pete will fix it all. He's a genius. He he tweeted out in a statement that he's been in touch with the FAA, and they're working on it. Wow. What a transportation secretary he is, lending his knowledge like that. You shouldn't lend your knowledge like that to just anybody. You've been in touch with them, and they're working on it. Clearly, he has no policy. He has no ideas. He has no brain. He failed as a mayor of South Bend, Indiana, a miserable failure. And if he wasn't gay, he wouldn't have this job. There's no question about that. Everybody knows that. We have him being gay. We have the black lesbian as the press secretary. We have whatever it is as the surgeon whatever, assistant surgeon general, Levine, Levine, whatever that is. It's a freak show. This entire regime is a freak show. So if you're flying anywhere this morning, good luck. You ain't going anywhere for a while. Now, they claim it's not a cyber attack, so my guess is it's a cyber attack from the Chinese. That's my guess. The Chinese are showing you, Biden, just how they control you. They own you, and they control you. And that's what this is. What else could it be? It couldn't be anything else. We just had this to a lesser extent over Christmas. Who got attacked in that cyber attack? Southwest Airlines. Why? Because they're the largest carrier in the country, I'm pretty sure. They fly more flights every day than anybody else. And so who got attacked? They did. Now, do you think it's the Chinese? Or is it some guy sitting in his mommy's basement who's a computer hack? You'd have to be so naive to not think it was the Chinese that your brain isn't even functioning. That kind of naivete should be illegal. And then when they asked Biden about his policy on the border after his visit, he mumbles something about irregular immigrants. Now, that's their new phrase. I, I caught it when Karine Jean-Pierre said it the other day. We mentioned it on the air that day. The new term that they're using now is irregular immigrants. Instead of, of course, illegal aliens. That's what they've always been called because that's what they are. But then they change it to undocumented migrants or immigrants. And undocumented didn't didn't stick because that too is criminal. So let's just call them irregular. That'll fool the American public because they're all idiots. That's what they're saying to you. Moving from undocumented to irregular means you're stupid. And somehow that term will influence you to think that somehow Biden is doing what's right on the border. Ponder that for a moment. Here's his mumbling about his border policy. We're also going to discuss our shared security, including our joint action to address the, the plague of fentanyl, which is 
killed 100,000 Americans so far, and how we can tackle irregular migration, which I think we're well on our way to doing. Well on our way to doing? (laughs) Sorry, I have to laugh. Irregular migration, he's well on his way to tackling that issue. But But he's not doing anything. And he never articulates what he's doing, because the answer is he's not doing anything. Of course, the feeble media won't ask him, what is it that you're doing? Why are you so confident that you're well on your way to tackling irregular migration? You know what's irregular? You. By the way, did you hear him there? Did he sound like he was about ready to nod off? This guy evokes no leadership, no strength, no authority, no reason for hope. He's a disgrace to this country. And that imbecile wife of his, that arrogant, pompous ass, she's just as bad. And John Kirby, who is a literal mouthpiece for Biden, was questioned about the sanitized El Paso, and he basically sidesteps it. There's reported that El Paso has cleared the downtown of these expansive migrant camps that have grown there in advance of the president's arrival. Is the president going to see a sanitized version of El Paso when he arrives at the border on Sunday? The president is very much looking forward to seeing for himself firsthand uh, what the uh, border security situation looks like, particularly in El Paso. So that was asked of him before Biden left for El Paso, and he refused to answer it. Is the president going to see a sanitized version of El Paso? And what does Kirby say? The president's very much looking forward to going to El Paso. That wasn't a question. question wasn't, is he looking forward to going to El Paso? The question was, is he going to see a sanitized El Paso? But what does Kirby care? He gets paid to lie. Irene Amandise Jackson is the wife of a Border Patrol agent. She's involved in a border group down in the El Paso area. In fact, lives in El Paso herself. Her response to the sanitization of El Paso and the credibility of the Biden regime. Well, it just exposes one more time the hypocrisy and the lies of this administration. Nothing that comes out of that administration should we believe. You know, when they say stay, I go out and look at a window and make sure that it is day because I absolutely do not believe anything they they say. So when he said that he was coming to see for himself, we already knew what they were going to do because they did it when Mayorkas came. They did it when Harris came. Why wouldn't they do it when Biden was coming? She's right. They clean it up, make it look like it's, you know, some rural, beautiful little town, which it's not. And yet that's what they do. And they think that we're fooled by it. Are we? Are we fooled by it? Well, I'm not. And it's interesting to to wonder and ask, are you? I mean, who in the right mind believes that this isn't all a setup? It is every time one of them goes there. In this particular case, it's him. And what did she do? 
Irene Amandias Jackson, when she heard that Biden was coming? I'll let her tell it. I hurried down here and I made sure that I took those last pictures and and so we could prove to America that Biden was not coming to see the reality of the border. He was coming to see a sanitized, a clean El Paso and not only shame on the administration, but shame on our representative Veronica Escobar and shame on our mayor for allowing this to happen. What was the price that they promised them to be able to clean this up and make Biden look good? That's right. She hit on it right there at the end. The quid pro quo king. That's Biden. So what did they get in return to make it look like Biden's America was clean of all tent cities and illegal uh, migrants all over the place, illegal aliens populating the streets of El Paso? Good for you, Irene, because those are the pictures that you see all over the Internet and on uh, Fox of the side-by-side comparison of the day before Biden was getting there and the day he arrived. It's incredible if you've seen them. And those are her pictures. Good for her. She ran down there and snapped those photos to get proof. Because you know what would have happened if she didn't? And she made the claims that, hey, wait a minute, this was sanitized? They would have sent out their attack dogs on her. Kirby, Jean-Pierre, Biden himself, Harris. Oh, that's just right-wing propaganda. Those streets never had tent people and illegal aliens all over the joint. But she one-upped them. She one-upped them. And so did Governor Abbott. He one-upped Biden by having a surprise letter that he hand-wrote for him, sitting right there, ready to go, when Biden arrived at the airport. Now, you got to love Governor Abbott because that was ingenious. And I was thinking when I first heard it, good for you, but man, oh man, he'll ignore it. You know that. He won't even read it. And John Kirby effectively told us he didn't read it. That somehow Biden's clairvoyant, and he knows what's in it. The president's uh, well aware of Governor Abbott's concerns uh, and uh, what the essential thrust was uh, in that letter, uh, which uh, obviously are in keeping with the governor's uh, concerns. And clearly they don't have the same view here with respect to how to handle uh, the issue at the border. You don't have any view. Biden has no view of how to handle it. What has he done other than ignore it? Part of the letter, Governor Abbott wrote as our research assistant found the letter, Moreover, your visit avoids the sites where mass illegal immigration occurs and sidesteps the thousands of angry Texas property owners whose lives have been destroyed by your border policies. Even the city you visit has been sanitized of the migrant camps which had overrun downtown El Paso because your regime wants to shield you from the chaos that Texans experience on a daily basis. This chaos is the direct result of your failure to enforce the immigration laws that Congress enacted. So when Biden continually claims and all of the Repub- or excuse me all of the the liberal media and all the other liberal political hacks keep saying, "Well, Congress needs to do its job and get a comprehensive immigration package." That's true, except for one caveat. They've already enacted border policies and laws, and you've ignored them. It's the same with gun laws. There's plenty of gun laws. Simply follow them. You don't need new ones. All Biden had to do was keep in place what Trump had done, and we wouldn't have this border problem. He ignored that letter. 
He never read it, as Kirby just indicated. Biden's so smart, he knows what's in it. Clearly, we have differences with Governor Abbott. Yeah, Governor Abbott is trying to stop it. You are allowing it. That's the difference. It's the only difference. Dana Perino, who's never critical of anybody. Do you think Biden was dismissive of Governor Abbott? The fact that they could be so dismissive of a governor of a state who actually is on the front lines dealing with this, doing with state money, with his state taxpayer money, having to do what the federal government should be doing. And he writes a letter to the president. I understand it's a little bit of a prop, right? But the message in there was, here, sir, I need you to hear me. I want you. I think that is actually pretty rude. Good for you. Carpe diem to you. Yes, Dana Perino, it's pretty rude. I have other words that I would use to describe it, but pretty rude's pretty good. I like it. It's a good one. But that's Biden. He's not, you know, he's not Uncle Joe shuffling along. He's a rude, arrogant, vile son of a bitch who's a complete and total criminal and murderer. It's not often that you have a president who's not only a criminal, but also a murderer and a mass murderer. Who is, in addition to his murders, has destroyed the lives of thousands, perhaps millions of Americans, probably millions, who lost their jobs because of his mandates. Others who've died because of his vaccine mandates. No one has more blood on their hands than this guy. You can pick out the worst serial killer in the history of this country, and they haven't killed anywhere near as many people as Biden has. Biden is the murderer in chief. And he continues. It's like all these bombs exploding around him, and he just kind of shuffles his way. uh, uh, We're well on our way to tackling... Uh, irregular, irregular, irregular something. Maybe I have an irregular bowel movement. I don't know. If he does, he'll just go in his pants like he's actually done before. God almighty, this country. Tom Homan was the former director of ICE, and he is furious the way Biden treats the ICE agents and the Border Patrol people. Tom Homan has a few questions he would have liked to have seen Biden answer on his trip to the border. Is he going to apologize to the men of the horse patrol that he uh, he slandered from the White House podium saying they whipped migrants and, and they're going to pay, which ruined their careers, which caused them and their families to be bullied? Is he going to apologize to the Border Patrol for abolishing and writing, abolishing everything the Trump administration did to give us the most secure border in my lifetime, writing 90 executive orders, killing everything that gave us border security? Is he going to try to understand why 14 border patrol agents have committed suicide this year? Mm. Is he going to apologize to the men and women of the border patrol because he abandoned them from day one? Him and the secretary abandoned the border patrol. 20,000 American patriots who stand in that line every day to defend this nation. Is he going to apologize to them? The answer to all of your questions is no. It's been my experience through life is that arrogant people who lie a lot never apologize to anybody for anything. Ever. Biden has a 50-year career of lying and poisoning America and criminal behavior. Why would he apologize now? He doesn't do any wrong, according to him. If something doesn't go right, it's Trump's fault. If it's not Trump's fault, it's the mega-Republicans' fault. 
Mr. Unity. Mr. Unity wants you to know it's not his fault. (laughs) It's amazing. Thank you, Tom Holman, for those poignant questions. And they are really things that need answering, but the answer we already know is no. Peter Karashanow is a smart guy. He's been around government and government uh, agencies for a long, long time. He knows how they function. And it's, it's really something that I believe we need more of. Educated people commenting on what's going on. We don't get much of that, but it would be nice if we did. But we don't. But Peter is now a partner in a law firm. Uh, he li- he works in the labor employment practice portion of that law firm, educated at Cornell and Ivy League education. He's done a lot of things in his life. Very successful and a very smart guy. He's black, by the way. I always have to say that nowadays. But he was a civil rights commissioner. He was a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. He had four consecutive six-year terms. The Democrats reappointed him in 2019. He's the longest-serving member on the commission. He's been a member of the National Labor Relations Board. So he wears a lot of hats. A lot of hats. So what sounds like to me a black Democrat had this to say about how long liberals have hated America. Actually look at what the left has been proposing for 50 or 60 years, and some of it is coming into fruition. And that is that the idea of America was something that they objected to. They had a different idea of America, and identity politics is one of the best ways of promoting their view of America. That is through identity politics. Now, there's a retail aspect. It's a retail political aspect to identity politics. Democrats like to divide people on the basis of race, sex, and other immutable classifications so they can pander to those folks and get them to vote for them because their ideas are not something that you would ordinarily accept. Um, They're... Uh, political ideas, their policy prescriptions are not something that most people would adopt. What an intriguing view, and we thank our research assistant for finding that, when he says that they categorize us into racial groups so that they can pander to each individual group, which is exactly what they do. That's their identity politics mission. Pander to individual groups Turn those groups against each other, but all of them vote for us. Have you ever noticed that Democrats spend their entire time in Washington trying to get reelected? Everything they say is geared to reelection. Everything they do is geared to reelection. Never do they do something for us. Already, under the Republican leadership in the House, They've abolished 87,000 IRS agents who are going to come after you and your small business. They've now had, had gotten a bipartisan agreement. 160-something Democrats voted with them on this Chinese influence in America. I don't know exactly how they're combating it, but they're all on board with it. Not, 
McCarthy said Pelosi refused to bring that to the floor. He said she promised him she would, but then she reneged on it. Of course she did. They never do anything for you or me. The, de- the Republicans want these bills to be standalone bills, these funding bills, these spending bills, standalone. That way we know what we're voting for. If you're in Congress, you want to increase some of the military spending, you get to do that, just that vote on that particular bill. It's not buried in a $1.7 trillion robbery of the United States taxpayers so that their liberal pet projects can be funded, like Michelle Obama's walk in the park in Georgia. Can you even imagine that? Who even comes up with that? That's the arrogance of these people. It is utter arrogance that they not only think they can do it, but they actually think, let's do it. Catherine Clark is a congresswoman. She was asked on CNN if she would cooperate with the Republicans cutting these fundings of these pet projects of theirs. Let's look back at the Inflation Reduction Act, where Democrats put in place $1.7 trillion in deficit reduction. And how many votes did we get from the Republican side of the aisle? Zero. Those were tax increases, that right? Not serious. spending cuts, just to be, just to be precise. That's uh, that's right. But that is, you know, it isn't tax increases. It is tax enforcement. (laughs) They love to change words, don't they? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not illegal aliens. It's irregular migrants. It's not tax increases. It's tax enforcement. What do you know? Jake Tapper actually quizzed her. But how about her just changing the subject? Somehow she just said the $1.7 trillion infrastructure bill, which, by the way, only 9% of that money goes to actual infrastructure, but she just claimed that somehow, some way, that's going to reduce inflation and the inflation reduction, I'm sorry, she said the inflation reduction bill. What has it done? Let's hear it again. Let's look back at the Inflation Reduction Act where Democrats put in place $1.7 trillion in deficit reduction. And how many votes did we get from the Republican side of the aisle? Zero. Those were tax increases, that right? Not serious. spending cuts, just to be, just to be precise. That's, uh, that's right. Okay. But that is, you know, it isn't tax increases. It is tax enforcement. So her claim that the $1.7 trillion Inflation Reduction Act was spent to reduce deficits, and they were going to reduce them by increasing taxes, and Tapper called her out on it. Joey is up first. Good morning, Joey. We were hoping to hear from you this morning. How are you? King, good morning. Carpe diem. Carpe diem from uh, all of us here to you. You are the resident IT expert. And so we've got a shutdown of all of the systems in our our nation's airlines. And Pete Buttigieg said he talked to the FAA, and they're working on it. Woo! What a problem solver. Well, well, Kevin, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm really confident that Mayor Pete's on the case. (laughs) (laughs) You've forgotten more about IT than he has ever known. (laughs) You know, Kevin... 
you know what this harkens back to? Do you recall, and maybe you don't, it was, I don't know, probably two, three years ago, I think it was right before the, the COVID crisis, that, that there was something like this that occurred in regards to uh, hospitals. Do you, do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when that happened with the hospitals, what it was was that literally the hospitals had been using outdated software for years and they never bothered to update it because they just kind of figured, well, it's been working and we don't want to spend money on that. So, of course, that left it open to hackers because when you don't update the software, especially operating systems that run computers, that means there's huge security vulnerabilities. So all those hospitals had to admit, well, yeah, we just basically got cheap and we were still running, you know, the 2007 version of windows in 2019 so somebody just somebody just you know basically somebody bothered to look at it and said wait a minute this is this is like a wide open door so i'm not saying that's what happened here you know because we don't know yet however it's very odd and see the way this stuff with airlines works so every airline has their own computer system they got reservation info, you know, they got all their, their plane proprietary info, their pilots, their employees. It doesn't sound like that's the problem here. It's, it's not, uh, you know, the American Airlines system or the Southwest system. The system that's down is actually one of the government-controlled FAA systems. Now, as we know, the way the government is, I could see them definitely not updating something or kind of, you know, because they're, they're spending money elsewhere. You know, they're voting themselves raises up in Congress. Basically, this system that's down, because as Buttigieg said, planes can land, but they can't take off. They can't take off because this system is what tells the pilots if there's basically hazards in the air. So before they take off from the tarmac, before they hit the runway, they have to check this computer and it will tell them, you know, hey, there's a, a plane that's in this, you know, longitude and latitude or whatever, this, this height in the air that is having trouble or there's a storm that you might run into. Basically, any kind of hazard, they have to put their route into this machine and then it'll spit back, you know, okay, you can follow the path that's the regular path or you're going to have to go a different way or possibly, you know, you might have to wait until there's, there's clearance, all that kind of stuff. So all of that is controlled by the FAA, and it's tied in with the air traffic controllers. Because, of course, famously back in the 80s, you know, they, they had this strike with the air traffic controllers, and Reagan, you know, was going to fire them all if they didn't come back. All of that is government-controlled, not private airline-controlled. So the computer-related to air traffic controllers and essentially warning systems for takeoff and for flight routes is down and nobody wants to say why yeah and so it sounds to me because they're not going to say why because you're on to it it sounds to me like it's the government's responsibility to update that system you're right they can't spend any money because they've wasted money on a deficit reduction or a, 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 a an inflation reduction act 
uh, and right. some infrastructure act, uh, trillions of dollars. In the meantime, hey, the fly, the people flying will be fine. A few crashes won't hurt anybody. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save a lot of money. Is, is that kind of the picture that I'm getting from you? I, I, I think so, King. You know, we're never, my guess is we're never going to be told what really happened here, but I would not be shocked if it was literally one of two things. Uh, it, it, a, they didn't update the system, and because they didn't update it, it just stopped working on its own because the software was old and it wasn't getting updated regularly. So eventually, you know, it, it just it's not going to talk to. That's the other thing. When you have a system like this, so it's controlled by servers, which are big, giant computers. You know, you've seen pictures of them on TV. You know, it, I, I've got some at work, nothing on the scale they would, but it, those are the computers that essentially they're in those big metal racks, you know, that go forward to ceiling with all the lights blinking and all that. They don't even have screens. They're just giant, you know, blocks of computer banks. So somewhere the government has servers that run all this. And those feed to all the computers on the airplanes and probably to the pilot's laptops. So let's say they're not updating stuff on the server side, but American Airlines bought all their pilots' new laptops. Well, just like you know with phones and stuff, you know, the old phones won't talk to new phones. If they have a brand new laptop and it's trying to talk to an old government server, it could all of a sudden just stop communicating if they're not updating it on the other side. So that's possibility A. Possibility B is they didn't update it, and because of that, there's a huge security hole, and some hacker was like, well, let me just go in here and mess around. And I guess the third possibility is they were doing their due diligence, updated and maintaining it, and some hacker really was really, really good and was able to break in anyway. But I feel like that's less likely. But that hacker that you said in step two, or possibility two, could easily be the Chinese. Oh, yeah. Chinese, Iranians, Russians, you know, anybody. Or it could, if it's the situation where literally there was no security because they didn't maintain their stuff, it could be some 16-year-old in his basement eating Doritos. (laughs) Remember, we just got... Uh, China's dander up by that warship going through the Strait of Taiwan, and they've they've conducted military operations around Taiwan now. So it, the timing says to me it it might be the Dorito eating nerd, but it's more than likely a guy with squinty eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and the Chinese, I mean, they're into everything. They're, I mean, they're all over the internet with all kinds of questionable activity so there there's no i mean they've got whole teams of hackers doing things like this so that wouldn't shock me one bit that the amazing thing is kevin and you know somebody of your generation you've said this many times i mean it's just really uncanny how dependent you know we are on all this stuff and it really makes you it really makes you realize you know if somebody were to go in and just wipe out all of this computer stuff, the country would be at their knees. And and the Chinese are working on stuff like that. You know, you hear about those those EMP things or whatever, where they would be able to release some kind of a bomb that would basically shut down everything that's powered by electricity. Can you imagine if they did that? 
and, and my guess is if they get the capability, they will do that. Right. I mean, you, you know, because think about this. If, if all the computers got shut down, you couldn't you couldn't put gas in your car. All those gas pumps are computer powered. You couldn't go to the ATM or to the bank and get money out. You know, you, you could the hospitals would shut that people would just die in the hospitals because all those devices that keep people alive are all computer powered. Good Lord. That's a scary picture to paint. And I wonder how close they are to developing that kind of technology. And the second question is, I wonder why we're not developing that kind of technology to strike them. Right. Right. Well, well, you know, you, you know, Kevin, uh, you know, the guys up there in Washington now, you know, they're, we, we know that they're on top of everything, you know. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're worried about sending money. What, what was it to? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it to Turkey they were sending money for, uh, for, for like, gay rights or something? Yeah, <laughs> and then the border security to the Middle Eastern countries, but not here. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is, if you don't laugh, you'll slap yourself silly. It's, it's, it's scary stuff. And nobody can convince me that this isn't foreign, a foreign operation. It's just too coincidental with the timing. And they know how vulnerable we are in the airline industry after what they saw over Christmas. Although that could have been something too that they did. Exactly. And now that, that stuff over Christmas, you know, now talking about the computer systems, that was obviously one airline. And, you know, they never fully admitted that, but that was Southwest computers breaking down. So it's actually, it's actually, you know, relevant that you mention that, that someone easily could have seen that and said, well, we saw what happened when one airline couldn't get their shit together with their computer systems. Let's fuck up the right. government one right. and then nothing's going to work. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that that's a logical uh, point A to point B explanation. I mean, yeah, and you're I right, mean, they'll never tell us. We'll never get the real answer. But I think you've provided a range of answers, and none of them are good for Biden. No, no. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you know what the Russians do? And, and, and you know, as you know, where, where, I, where I operate, I run the IT systems for a school. What the Russians are doing a lot, and they're hitting things like schools, which is why, you know, I'm so paranoid about our own security. The Russians do the thing where they do the ransomware trick where basically they come in and they break in and every computer in your building, when you open them up in the morning, all of a sudden a little box pops up and there's a little picture of a clown laughing or something. And you can't, <laughs> and you, and you can't do anything else. It says basically your computer is just a paperweight until you pay us $10 million and then we'll unlock it and let you get your stuff back. And the thing is, you can pay that ten million, and then they don't have any. You know, maybe they don't even unlock it because you don't know where the money's going. Right. It's usually the, it's usually they want that paid out in cryptocurrency. You know, in Bitcoin, to some random address. <laughs> God, we are headed for Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has happened to schools. I have colleagues that have dealt with this. Not so much here, but out of state, especially in California. You know, you got to pay. Five million dollars, you're never going to get your uh, stuff back. Good grief! And do they track these people, or can they track them? You know, I think they try, but I don't know how much they really can. Wow! I'm surprised there's not more of it if they can't track them. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think probably some people attempt to, 
but I really don't know how much they can. Well, if you're getting five or ten million dollars for it, why don't you come up with a plan and I'll go in with you? <laughs> I mean, five or ten million will get you a pretty long way. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's. Uh... And if they can't track you, hey, the 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 government can can uh, commits crimes every day. Why don't we? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in some cases they have caught up with you know the the, the one part of the government in the tech area that's pretty good is like the NSA people. I actually have a friend who works there. Maybe he's got a top secret clearance and all that. I think they've tracked down some of it, but they definitely never get them the first time. I think they probably get the repeat offenders, the greedy ones. But, you know, right, right. But but if you could probably get away with it once, that's all it takes. <laughs> Just make the ransom a big one. Right. <laughs> All right, Joey, great stuff. I'm glad you could call in and shed some light on this because uh, we were lost in the in, in the iCloud of what was going right, on. Right, well, 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 hey. Think about that. The next thing they shut the iCloud down, everybody in the whole world loses all their phone numbers and contacts. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we were younger? I'm not quite sure if you're old enough to remember this, but when we were younger, you knew everybody's phone number. I right. barely, right. I barely remember my son's phone number, and I don't know anybody right. else's. Right, exactly. We, we've all become dumber. We really have, honest guy. Well, we become dependent on these stupid ass phones. Right. That don't work half the time. Oh, man. All right, All right Joey. Good stuff. Thank you. Bye. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's great to have an expert weigh in on this kind of thing because I have no idea, but now we do. And he's right. We're not going to hear that from them. We're especially not going to hear it if it's the Chinese. My God, those are Biden's friends. He's on their payroll. Mitch McConnell's on their payroll. Mumbles and his wife, Elaine Chow Chow. Chow. As President Trump often said, China. That's who's involved in this. Maybe in concert with the Russians and the Iranians. Who knows? They all hate us. They all have Biden over a barrel, a financial barrel. The Biden crime dynasty might come crumbling down if he pisses the the, uh, Russians or the Chinese off too much. But this is clearly, the timing's clear that it's the Chinese with what's going on around Taiwan. And I wonder if the NSA would track those laughing clowns and ransomware back to China or Russia, what Biden would do. Nothing. What he always does. Nothing. And then we've got the arrogant... By the way, when uh, Joey was talking about security clearance, one guy that's not getting one, is the boyfriend of Feng Feng, Eric Swalwell. Kevin McCarthy says Swalwell can't get a security clearance in the private sector, so why should I give him one and he won't be getting one? Adam Schiff has lied too many times and shouldn't be on the Intel Committee. So Schiff's off the Intel Committee. Uh, You know, so far, in two days' worth, I'm going to have to shake McCarthy's hand, but but I might get a little slime on it when I shake his hand. But so far, they're doing what they said they're going to do. It's early. But they've accomplished a great deal already. The 87,000 IRS agents is one of the biggest ones. You'll never feel that because you didn't have them breathing down your neck. But you just got the biggest break of your life. Every one of us did. And I'm not saying that everybody in the the country is rampantly cheating on their taxes. I'm not. 
But if they come in and go over everything you do, every deduction you take, they're going to find something. I got audited one time and they disallowed moving expenses for work. I was moving for a job and they disallowed it. And my lawyer told me, well, we can fight that. We'll win. I said, well, how much is going to cost the fight? He said, a lot more than the deduction's worth. Okay, end of story. That's how they operate. They know that you won't come after them because it's too expensive. But Schumer decides that arrogantly he will threaten Republicans, which is how he does everything. He's arrogant, he tells lies, and then he threatens. To go defend these multi-billionaires and prevent them from being audited and the auditing, auditing capabilities for these people went way down is ridiculous, is ridiculous. And Democrats in the House yesterday and we in the Senate are going to keep exposing this. The first thing they do is help the very wealthy uh, and the um, big corporations who pay little taxes continue to do that. We're not letting it happen. You're not letting it happen? Are you under some misguided impression that you control the house? You arrogant, pompous ass. And your lies are getting really bad. That somehow the Republicans not funding 87,000 additional IRS agents is preventing big companies, wealthy companies from being audited. You can audit them right now, today. You seem to think you know who they are. You know who these large companies who are somehow not paying their fair share? I think every congressperson should turn over their tax returns so that we can see what they're up to. Do you think we'll find at least one who's cheating? I pray, hope and pray it's Schumer. But we'll find them, but they'll never do that. They'll demand it of Trump, but they won't do it. The lies, though, and then the threats, we're going to prevent them from doing it. No, you're not. It's already done, asshat. That's just, that's some of the most ridiculously stupid arrogance I've ever heard. That would be like me saying, um, I'm going to run Southwest Airlines from my house. No, I'm not. I'm going to say, well, I'll prevent them from banning me. No, I won't. I don't have the power to do that. This ass doesn't have the power to do it either. But he wants you to know, because he's running for re-election, that I'm preventing it from happening. I'm going to make sure that these big companies pay their fair share. Nobody has evidence that they're not paying it. But what he's really doing is he's pissed off because the additional IRS agents aren't going to come after us, thereby rendering us helpless and dependent on government. That's what it's all about. It's all about funding. And the House controls the purse strings. <laughs> it's pretty amazing to watch this ass work, but he's always got to threaten people. It doesn't get him anywhere, but he does it anyway. But I guess it does give him some kind of ego, egoist, egotistical power. He can threaten Supreme Court justices' lives. 
but nothing happened. So I suppose the ego of Schumer, which is probably one of the largest ever, ever. So I don't know how that's going to fly. I don't know how he's going to somehow block, although I guess it would have to end up going to Biden, wouldn't it? I guess it would. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. That'll be interesting to see. But they've repealed the funding. Now what happens? The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, they have to analyze bills from lawmakers, so they analyze this one. And they said that... Um, the measure raises the deficit, that the GOP's IRS measure raises the deficit. How do you know? You don't know what 87,000 IRS agents are going to collect. How would you know? So I guess what, what Schumer means is he doesn't have the power to stop it in the House but the Senate can block it because they have the majority. And then after that, let's say they approve it, it goes to Biden's desk. But you can't stop the Republicans in the House from doing what they want to do. You're not going to stop them. You're going to try to stop the bill. But you don't have any authority over the House. But in the end, it comes down to Biden. So in the end, when it's all said and done... The Republicans have tried to protect us from these thieves, but they're going to still come after us. And that's something you should remember come Election Day. Peter Carissa now, who told us a few minutes ago, you heard him talk about the identity politics of the left and how they try to break us all into racial categories and then pander to us for their votes. Peter, how long have the liberals had these poisonous ideas? is poisonous. And you can see it readily that it's harming the United States of America. It, again, it escapes out into the polity, and um, we see it in our schools, we see it in corporations now. Americans are at each other's throats. They're afraid to say certain things that uh, you'd ordinarily say as, as few as five or ten years ago. You'd say certain things and with impunity and wouldn't think anything of it. And when you censor people because you're afraid of being canceled because you've transgressed some aspect of identity politics, ideas can't be debated. That's just what's going on, right? Ideas can't be debated, and they won't be debated because they don't want to debate them. Now, they have no ideas, but your ideas. The House, for instance. Our idea is to save the American taxpayer from harassment. Schumer doesn't want to debate that. He wants to try to kill it before it gets to the president's desk, who will then kill it. We know that. It's incredible, isn't it? That's why if the Republicans are ever going to really get something done, they need both branches of government. And even then, if someone like Biden, he'll veto everything they send his way. They'll have to have two-thirds to override the veto. Our founding fathers were geniuses in many, many ways. 
but they were not visionaries with regard to criminals serving in Washington. I don't think they considered that as an option. It's just too bad they didn't. Because all of these things that we're talking about are criminal actions taken on the part of these criminals. Now, why would the Founding Fathers back in 1776 have had the vision to make arrangements for criminals invading Congress? Here are their ages. These are the Founding Fathers in 1776. James Monroe was 18. Aaron Burr was 20. John Marshall was 20. Alexander Hamilton, 21. James Madison, 25. Benjamin Rush, he was 30, that veteran. Same for John Jay, not the Cardinal outfielder. Thomas Jefferson was 33 and Thomas Paine was 39. Nobody was even 40. How would they have the vision to look into the future and think somehow, some way, that these criminals would use the system and game the system if they had power to destroy America? It's amazing. So you need both both houses of Congress. If you don't, and you need the president, really. That's why we're all in favor of divided power in Washington. Because when there's gridlock, they can't screw us. Unfortunately, for the last two years, there wasn't gridlock, and they screwed us. And I suppose if it wasn't for Manchin and Cinema, they would have screwed us even further. But when people like Schumer call this, oh, this is a gift to the rich, Mark Green begs to differ. Yeah, that's insane. When you think about all the costs it takes for the audits for those businesses, and when we're talking 87,000 agents doing multiple audits, add that to the price of goods. What's that going to do to inflation in, in the economy, which is already at historic levels? So they don't think about the downstream secondary and tertiary effects of their stupid policies. 87,000 IRS agents, we need 87,000 more CBP guys, Customs and Border Patrol folks, you know, helping us with the migration crisis at the southern border. We, we don't need to disrupt our economy with 87,000 people picking through small businesses' pocketbooks. Bingo, bango, bongo. Do we not need more Border Patrol agents? No. We want IRS agents because those people will harass the middle class. Border Patrol agents would keep the border safe. Biden wants the harassment, but he doesn't want the border safe. It's pretty simple. It's logic. And more lies come out every day about this vaccine. There's still mandates going on in this country. California certainly has some. Other places do as well. Vax mandates, mask mandates. Dr. Peter McCullough has been the for- at the forefront of this throughout. And he understands that the vaccine simply doesn't work at all anymore. Because the vaccine's... Uh, provide a library of antibodies against one protein, which is the extinct Wuhan wild-type protein, and they have almost no effect on uh, the current sets of uh, spike proteins in Omicron and its subvariants, that the antibodies may actually work to make things worse. There are some suggestions that is happening. If we look at the UK surveillance report, as well as reports in Israel, you know, those who take more and more vaccines seem to have worse cases of covid 
uh, in a sense, it's backfiring. There's three large worldwide analyses, Supermedia and Camp and Beatty, all showing the more heavily vaccinated countries have more COVID. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did he just cite studies? You mean he's paying attention to the science? He's following the science? He's trusting the science? He's questioning the science, of course. But when the results come back, here's what they are. The most vaccinated countries have the most COVID cases. But Biden said it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Wow. Peter McCullough, what are the other countries doing now that they understand this was all a ruse? The countries are learning. Israel has dropped everything. They've dropped all the mask mandates, the testing mandates, uh, vaccines. The UK have, has dropped things as well. No no mandates, masks, uh, et cetera. So, uh, you know, it'd be wonderful in the United States, we finally just give up on mandates. It's clear the emergency phase of the pandemic is over. Over. Over, Rover. Thank you, Dr. Peter McCullough. Oh, man. Okay, and then we have the big document scandal, right? That the liberals are trying to play down, of course, because it's their guy. Here's the big difference, and you're going to hear some of this here in the next few minutes. President Trump had authority under the President's Act, the Presidential Act, to declassify documents and take them with him. A vice president doesn't have any such authority. Now, you, you'll have to debate whether Donald Trump declassified those documents, but he's the president. He can say, I did it, and whether you think he did or not doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter what Biden says. He has no authority, no right legally to have them. He broke the law. But the circus that's going on now is, and you'll hear this in varying degrees, eh, but it's just a small thing. There weren't as many documents as Donald Trump had. And poor little Joe, he didn't even know he had them. What's more, he claims he doesn't know what was in them. And yet it's so fascinating that his lawyers just out of the blue discovered them five days before the midterm election. If you believe these people, you are truly a Pollyanna moron. If you believe anything they say, Biden tells us that he takes these classified documents seriously. People know I take classified uh, documents, classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. When I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, you know, locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives, and we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and uh, there'll be more detail at that time. I guarantee it'll be finished soon. It's already finished. 
There'll be no review. There'll be no investigation. Already done. No doubt it's done. And here's the interesting thing. Your lawyer said, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Why wouldn't you want to look at them? Don't you want to know if they're actually classified and what they are? Well, we know what they are. They're, they're documents that pertain to Ukraine, to Britain, and to Iran. Now, why would Biden, going out of office as vice president, have those? Well, because he was en route to Ukraine to bribe them, bribe them so that the prosecutor looking into his son would be fired. With Iran, he knew that Donald Trump was going to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal, so he wanted to know what, didn't want Trump to know what was going on there. And the same thing with Britain. This guy is a petty thief, a common criminal, and a mass murderer. That's what he is. Cleo is up. Good morning, Cleo. Morning, Kevin. How's it going, man? It's going well. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm taking a walk now, so if you're hearing the, the tire noise, the traffic noise, I apologize. No worries whatsoever. And, and thank you for hammering the fact that, that Biden is a killer and a mass murderer, because he is. And nobody will say that but you and me. It's so true, though. It's so true. How do you how do you get around saying that? That's what he is. Yeah, he mentions the fentanyl thing, but it's all his fault for crime and United States. Yeah, it's all his fault, and that's another hundred thousand that he's killed. Yeah. In addition it's, to thirteen servicemen in Afghanistan, and who knows how many other people in Afghanistan they deported a guy back over there uh, that they're going to kill. Uh, how many people died coming across the border illegally? How many people here have died because of that? How many yeah. people died uh, because of these? vaccine mandates that he imposed on everyone how many people have lost their marriages have lost their uh life as they knew it have how many kids have developed depression this guy is a one-man destruction crew yeah exactly well so well put you're so succinct in the way you say things well thank you but i mean it's it's common sense to me that this is this guy has on his own destroyed america he's had some help but on his own virtually yeah, and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a feeble brain as well. Right. This shows you how vulnerable this country is, that a complete and utter moron could destroy this country. As I say, okay. he has help because he has all the liberal criminals in Congress and Obama's running the show, and the judges are pussies. But otherwise, it's all his policy ideas or someone's policy ideas that he's invoking. But he's an evil creature. There isn't any question about that. That was him speaking, how he's so innocent. And those, my lawyers, turned them over. Why were they looking? Why were they looking through your office at Penn, where you don't even hang out? And you never did, by the way. He is evil. He's a a mass murderer. In effect, he's a mass murderer. And he's even worse than that EDM character you were bringing up yesterday with the French guy. Yeah, yeah, Marcel. EDM Dada. Yeah, I'm curious to see what that guy's going to find out about the CBC boys being put out, what what they were using. That will be interesting, if we'll ever know, but it will be interesting either way. Well, he said he had an in with the school, but let's, let's see what happens. I'm anxious to see it, too. By the way, when, uh, when these, when these um, idiots like Schumer and Biden claim that the Republicans are allowing the huge business and corporations to – get by without paying their fair share of taxes. The truth is the IRS targeted the poorest taxpayers in the country while millionaires went mostly unscathed in 2022. So th- I know. that's a fact. Yeah. 
I know. That's a fact. So they can't get around that. So it just shows you once again how much they lie. Here's mainly what I want a point I wanted to make, Kevin, and this has escaped everybody, I think, but sometimes I'm I think I see things. I mean, thank goodness that they're not gonna have the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. You remember when they put out the requirements? For, yeah. For, remember? And they and they and they had you had to be able to operate uh uh weaponry. Remember yeah, that? A firearm, yep. Okay. Implicit in that, Kevin they're going to be armed when they come after you. And I'm not confident that we won't have to be subjected to these people uh, yet because uh, once this goes to the Senate and they vote against it, uh, that'll kill it for the moment. And even if they approved it, Biden will never sign it. So I think we're going to be subjected to these criminal bastard IRS agents. Yeah, I thought of that too. But but, but I, don't, I don't think it's been brought up implicit in that is the government is going to arm them with weaponry. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't you see that? Sure. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. These IRS agents are going to come knocking on the wrong door, and they're going to get killed. And that'll just well, add to the list of murders that Biden's committed. <laughs> I mean, if they were going to arm the new 87,000 guys, they're certainly going to give weaponry to the people who are already there. Wouldn't you think so? I would think so. Absolutely. You're not just going to give it to the rookies. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that that point's never been brought up until, as far as I'm concerned, I brought it up right now. It's it's uh, something to be concerned about without question. But, I mean, I don't know what, what's worse, having them snooping into your small business or having them bring their guns while they're doing it. I mean, the whole thing is so anti-American. You know, thinking about the whole thing, in, in front of my brain now is Heinrich Himmler, the shape of his face. Oh, yeah. That's who you're seeing at work. Heinrich Himmler, Joseph Goebbels, you're seeing them all. We thought they were dead, but they're not. You're right. It's still alive. The president doesn't have to sign it. It's still a possibility. I saw that going, Yeah, I saw that the uh that the Republicans are have already filed articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. So he'll get impeached and then it'll go to the Senate and it'll die there. But he'll get impeached. Yeah, Mitt Romney will vote no. Yeah, Romney f- for sure. Murkowski, that gang of criminals as well. well I, I, I'm telling you, uh, Mittens Romney is one of the great traitors this country has ever known. Benedict Arnold is raising his arm in protest saying, wait a minute, I'm the biggest traitor. But this Mittens <laughs> Romney guy is really giving me a run for my money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where he's buried, but I'm sure the earth has been unsettled wherever it is. Yes, it is. It's shaken. His gravestone is shaken right now. <laughs> Good old Benedict. Benny. Benny Arnold. <laughs> Benny Arnold. <laughs> Mittens Romney and Benny Arnold can walk hand in hand through the pages of history. Well, listen, thank you for, thanks again for sharing a lot of the truth, man. You, you gotta know, you've got to go national. Well, I appreciate that a lot, Cleo. It's very nice of you. I appreciate that. They wouldn't I mean, be able to take gotta, us. More people got to be exposed to the truth, what you're saying. I would agree with that. We got to, we will keep spreading the word. And I know a lot of listeners spread the word and put uh, uh, some of our shows on Truth Social right next to a Donald Trump tweet so the president's aware of us um, if he's wow. paying attention. So, um, yeah, but w- watch your back, though, Kevin. Watch oh, your yeah. back. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. You can't hide from these bastards. <laughs> All right. Keep it up. Keep it up. Man. Thanks, Cleo. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Yeah, they're going to be armed. 
Now, they're going to tell you, oh, no, they're not, because they don't want you to know the truth. But why else would you say that you need to be experienced in firearms if you're not going to be armed? Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Now, Biden claims that these classified documents he takes very seriously and that he doesn't even know what these documents are. Back when they opened the Biden Center at Penn, he was being interviewed and said this about classified documents and his access. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency, as I did for eight years. You don't have access to them, yet you took them. So you do have access to them. And in fact, you stole them. Jonathan Turley, who is a brilliant legal mind, he finds Biden's excuses not credible. The president's answers also are rather baffling. Why was he surprised? In, in order for documents to be removed when you leave office, someone has to request it, usually the vice president or president. It was in his office, his working office. We also know that he was working on a book that talked about Ukraine, Iran, some of the countries that were mentioned uh, as the subject of these documents. So there's a lot of questions there. But at the end of the day, the same underlying crime exists, even if there are differences in aspects of the case. That's exactly right. The, the real difference in the cases, as I said before, is Biden had no authority to take them. Donald Trump did. Now, they'll try to argue nuance and say, well, he didn't tell anybody he declassified them. There's no provision in the law that says he has to. Miranda Devine, do you think that the UPenn Biden think tank is just a money laundering operation for the Biden crime family? He got his grandchildren in there. He got the children of friends in there. He treated it as uh, his own little playpen. And, of course, when he stepped down from being vice president, uh, he was paid almost a million dollars by the University of Pennsylvania. He put his name on that supposed think tank. Um, and uh, in return, I suppose, his name attracted a lot of China Chinese money. The amount of money that came in uh, from China to the university after Joe Biden opened that um, think tank uh, quadrupled, almost quadrupled. It went from about 20 million to um, uh, over 70, almost 75 million. So um, you, you have to look at a quid pro quo there. Yeah, no, I guess we're not supposed to raise our eyebrows like Nancy Pelosi when we hear that Chinese donations to the University of Pennsylvania went from $20 million to $75 million when the Biden Center was opened. <laughs> Remember, Biden was drawing a million-dollar-a-year salary as a altogether class professor at Penn. He never taught a class. So what he was really doing was being paid a million dollars a year from China in order to share with them those documents. If you can't follow the ball that through this issue, you can't follow the ball. And I'm quite curious, uh, Jonathan Turley, why doesn't Biden want to know what's in those documents? Well, here these documents stayed in this, this closet uh, for a long period of time. Um, there should be some answers here. The president says, my lawyers told me not to ask what the documents are. Well, why? 
I mean, if you're worried about national security, why wouldn't you ask, what are the documents? Maybe I can tell you whether I saw those documents or others used that documents. The, the, the press just shrugged that off, said, oh, okay, your lawyers just said don't ask any questions, and obviously, therefore, answer no questions from us. That's exactly right. The media, oh, okay, your lawyer said no big deal, so we won't even ask you a question. But then a reporter stepped out of line and asked the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, a question about it. And interestingly enough, the Biden regime that he promised would be the most transparent in history is clearly the least transparent in history. And here's a good example. Can you say with certainty to the American people that President Biden, in his time as president, has not mishandled, improperly stored, done anything improper with classified information? No, and then I'm going to move on. (laughs) Jonathan Turley, you're exactly right. They don't have to answer questions. They're not going to answer questions. Who do you think you are asking us? It's unbelievable. James Comer's already launched an investigation into the Biden crime family, and the UPenn Center is part of it. And he knows that Biden hasn't been transparent. President Biden said during the campaign that he would be the most, uh, he would have the most transparent administration in America. Yet we find out this happened November the 2nd, days before the midterm elections, and, and no one found out about it. I'm not going to be quick to judge. I just know that he said it was very irresponsible for President Trump to take classified document to his personal residence and have him in an unsecured location, and it appears he did the same thing. Well, he didn't do the same thing. He never had authority to do it. There's a big difference. Huge difference. Even CNN understands that this is a bad deal. They've questioned uh, some Biden people vigorously. But then they trot out their liberal friends. And they think, wait a minute, it's nothing more than an honest mistake. It's important to know this has happened in the past. Former presidents, former vice presidents, former high-level officials accidentally take something. Uh, It's an honest mistake. (laughs) Biden illegally taking documents that are classified. And by the way, top the top classification level is simply an honest mistake even though he claims he didn't even know he had them and doesn't know what they say. So how can it be an honest mistake if you don't even know you had them? The taking of the documents then wouldn't be a mistake at all. He didn't know he had them. But his buffoons in the media, well, it was an honest mistake. But Donald Trump, you should never be allowed to run for office again. But for Joe, it's an honest mistake. Mike Davis has the difference between Biden and Trump's situations. Remember, uh, President Trump had the absolute constitutional power under the Commander-in-Chief Clause and the absolute statutory power under the Presidential Records Act to take, to declassify and take records when he left office as president. And he, he did that. And he was, uh, they, the Biden Attorney General Merrick Garland sent an uh, unnecessary, unlawful, unprecedented home raid to go get those documents and made a political charade out of it. Uh, what are they doing about uh, then-Vice President Joe Biden, who had no power to take these records? This is a clear violation of the Espionage Act for, uh, for then 
former Vice President Joe Biden to have these records. And remember, there is smoking gun evidence that uh, that Joe Biden, his son Hunter, and Joe's brother James were on Chinese and Ukrainian oligarchs' payrolls, right? So he's clearly compromised. In every way. His whole family is. And they're not alone. Mumbles McConnell. You talk about compromised. Another one who's owned by the Chinese. We have Chinese spies everywhere in Washington. Biden, McConnell, Swalwell. We know those three. Feinstein, although she's completely out of it. I guess she's still a senator, even though she doesn't know what Senate is or where it is. I think she's worse off than Biden, if that's possible. So what are the liberal Democratic Congress people think of all this? Here's Peter Aguilar, Sandy Cortez, lying Adam Schiff, and ignorant, arrogant Pelosi. This is Republican hypocrisy in its finest. Does it bother you that classified documents were found at President Biden's old office? You know, I know this is a this is an emerging issue. It's been referred to the DOJ. We see no evidence of deliberate intent or obstruction of justice as we see in the case of Donald Trump. Do you have any comment on... Um, President Biden keeping classified documents. I'm sorry. <laughs> that last one's Pelosi. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. She's munching on a cupcake with her mouth full, spitting pieces out of it like the slob that she is. And then in her arrogant way, dismisses the reporter with laughter, mocking her. I, I can't believe some of these people are alive. I really can't. With all of the pain they've caused people in this country, financial, emotional, Family. I can't believe somebody hasn't struck. It's got to be getting close. And I don't say that as an advocate of murder. I'm just saying I'm stunned it hasn't happened. You do this to so many people, it only takes one to crack. No wonder they all have big security teams around them. They know what they're doing. Norm Eisen was a former Obama official. And, of course, the great Rachel Maddow had to weigh in at least once, and we'll hear from her twice. In situation, accidents do happen. It's not a good reason, but it's a human reason. Joe Biden may never have known that these documents were in that box. Other differences here, the volume of documents, the number is smaller. In President Biden's case, uh, he and his lawyers appear to have actually done the right thing when it comes to these classified documents. It does not sound like it's an adversarial process at all. At all? Did the right thing? You mean by hiding them in his office for seven years? That's doing the right thing? Quote-unquote discovering them five days before a midterm election? They, They did the right thing. It's a human error, says Norm Eisen. And, of course, Maddow had to lie to protect Biden a little more. The brief euphoria on the right that this would somehow, you know, exonerate Trump by whataboutism. Uh, it's already turning into a bit of a hangover because of the stark contrast between the actions of the current president and the former guy when it comes to classified material. We all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief. So we give him the benefit of the doubt. You're already hearing them equate it to what happened with former President Trump, even though it is a very an apples to oranges situation. How about Behor? We all know Trump's a liar and a thief, but we don't think Joe Biden is, so he gets the benefit of the doubt. 
How do you, how are you allowed to say things like that in America today? You pig. You fat pig. Ned Ryan, he is the CEO of American Majority. Why all of a sudden did they discover these documents, do you think? Why were the lawyers going through the closet looking for these documents shortly before the midterms when they knew Republicans were probably going to take the majority and have oversight and investigations? It's very strange to me all of a sudden lawyers woke up a few days before the midterms and go, hey, we better go Mm. find these documents stashed somewhere in a closet. Yeah. And how do they get there, by the way? Biden claims he doesn't even know he had them. And much more, he doesn't even know what they say. Well, how did they get there? Okay, you're in Washington as vice president. You're leaving office. All of a sudden, these documents are boxed up, top secret classified documents, and they go with you to your pen center think tank. Who does any thinking in there, by the way? Somehow they got there. Are you trying to tell us that some White House hack, some mover from ABC Moving? So look at these classified documents. I'll give those to Biden. Is that what you're trying to convince me? Because you better stop. You're wasting your breath, wasting your time. But you have to believe that in order to believe him. The documents magically showed up in a box at his office. He knew nothing about it. Doesn't know what they contain and won't ask his lawyer because they told him not to ask. Not to ask. You're on the verge, if we had a legitimate Department of Justice that wasn't corrupt to the core, you're on the verge of being charged with a crime. And you, your lawyer's advice is, don't ask what the crime entails. Don't ask about what evidence they have. Would any lawyer ever advise a client like that? Kevin, uh, you've been charged with murder, but here's my advice. You don't want to know anything about the evidence. So just play dumb. Any lawyer who gives you that advice should never practice law again. But that's what Biden's lawyers are telling him. Don't even ask. (laughs) It just gets nuttier and nuttier when you deal with these people and you expose one lie after another. And it never changes. And it never will. We are locked into a corrupt government and I don't think there's a way out. Not in our lifetime. The only way to change anything is to completely give the Republicans power in all three branches of government, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think the American people are not going to trust anybody with that kind of power after what they saw the Democrats do when they gave it to them. To some degree, I understand it. How can you trust the Republicans? Although I implicitly trust people who at least on the surface seem to be out for us. Now, they're all the number one priority for all of them is themselves. But in getting reelected, the Republicans seem to believe the way to reelection is to do things for us. The Democrats' way to reelection is to rob, steal, lie, and spend. Under the guise of we're helping you, these meanie spaghetti Republicans, they don't want to help you. We have a $1.7 trillion Inflation Reduction Act that's not going to do anything to reduce inflation, 
but it's got a hundred million for Michelle Obama's catwalk down in Georgia. And that's going to help you. It is? How? I'll help you. Breakfast at Taco Bell. How about that? Where you can operate off of a dollar crave menu. Or a $5 crave menu if you're really hungry. At Taco Bell, you're always getting a ton of food for very little money. Go through your sofa cushions at home. Go to your change compartment in your car. You'll have enough change to pay for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or late night. Maybe all of them. You can get a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for breakfast with a a dollar in your pocket. Same for a double-stuffed taco or grande burrito. The two different AM Crunchwraps for breakfast are under 3 bucks. so is a grande scrambler. Don't forget you can get a double chalupa in a box with two tacos and a soft drink for $5. They've got the Mexican pizza, all kinds of things at Taco Bell where they completely and always innovate on their menu and bring back old things that you love, mostly. I'm sure they'll leave something out, so I shouldn't be held to that. But I believe in supporting locally owned and operated businesses. And here's where they're located in our area, Taco Bell locations that are locally owned and operated. You'll find them in Jackson, Missouri, Cape Girardeau, Union, St. Clair, Washington, Chesterfield Valley. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Salem, Springfield, where the state capitol has Porky Prigster signing a bill banning assault weapons. Now, it's never going to make it through the courts. A line of lawyers was already lining up to file lawsuits against it. But you can still eat at the Taco Bell there. Decatur, Jerseyville, Carbondale, Troy, DuCoin, Columbia, all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. You can't beat it, folks. You cannot beat it. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming right back with your phone calls, 636-538-0746. But people 
welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this hump day Wednesday morning right here in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Your phone calls are welcome at 636-538-0746, 538-0746. So jump right in and join us because we're having fun. I hope that you are. I'm sure you are. I really, when I watch the workings of Congress, when we were talking about it earlier, the more I get angry at the Founding Fathers, but I can't get angry at people who aren't soothsayers. I mean, they're not clairvoyant. They they couldn't look forward 250 years and know that this country's citizens, supposedly freedom-loving citizens, would elect a group of criminals to abuse the system through the Constitution. But they did. And so that's why these 87,000 IRS agents will still be haunting us. Matt is up. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Mr. Slayton. I'm uh, seething a little bit because I'm glad you finally covered it. You talked about it, that that, this House of Representatives has done nothing yet. They come out and they write a bill, quote unquote, and pass it that is not going anywhere doing anything. You just said it, that these 87,000, I doubt they'll ever hit that number, but potentially 80,000 new IRS, IRS agents will be hired in the next year, two years. Yeah, but you can't say they haven't done anything. They've done exactly what they have to do. They can't do any more. They have reached the top of the line. What they're doing is what they promised to do. It's up to the Senate to agree with them, and then the the president's desk gets the final say. So nothing that this Congress, this House of Representatives does, will ever be made into law. Correct. That's and that's what's not being covered by the major. And nothing. Any well, the, I might add, though, nothing that the Senate proposes will be made into law. Correct. But typically, the Senate, as it was written or set up, is not supposed to introduce bills. The House is. The, oh, they do. Supposed, they do. Correct. But the the House initially writes the bills, and then it goes over to the Senate. They'd either sign it or shoot it down, or they make changes. If they make changes, it goes back to the House. This is why I was so angry with McCarthy and the gang of supposed uh, conservatives in the House who allowed that vote on that bill that went through. I I just could not believe that. But then again, uh, you know, they probably didn't have a lot of say in it. They were not in the majority yet. The omnibus? Yep. Yeah. Eight Democrats voted for it. Republicans. Yes, I'm sorry. Thank you. Eight Republicans got in line and supported the Democrats and signed it. Now, two of them were – well, three of them, I believe, were defunct. That um, Kinzier, Cheney, they went along just because they – at least they stuck to their guns. But well, it's amazing that people like them would like to see the country burn to the ground on their way out. It, it's amazing. You want to talk? Right. You can't be less of a patriot than those two. But Fred Upton from Michigan signed it, and they were hailing him as the next potential speaker if um, McCarthy didn't get it. And they were saying how he unanimously got elected to some committee chair, but he signed. He sided with the Democrat. I mean, these people. You have to do. Like you always say, an ounce of research and find out who these people are. And it's the, the cover-up to the American people. They have no idea what's going on because 
Now, granted, half of them don't have the time to look into it, and it takes hours to research. I'm I'm researching who actually writes the check for when these budgets are passed, and I can't find the department or the person who actually deposits the different monies into the different branches of government or um, offices that get to spend all this money. I mean, it's like finding a, a needle in a stack of needles. It is a ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I like I said, there are holes in our system, and uh, huge. Unfortunately, only the liberals will try to exploit them, and when they can, they do. And what's the end result? Have they ever done one thing? And I want—I dare someone to name one thing in the history of our government that Democrats have done to benefit us, other than the Civil Rights Voting Act. Nothing else. They—they they didn't even do that. I well, only twelve Democrats voted. That was a Republican pass. Nah, that was that was pushed by Lyndon Johnson or signed by Lyndon Johnson. So he he was a Democrat. So he's the guy who eventually got, got it done. Credit. Well, he got credit for it. But if you look at the actual voting to get it to his desk, nine it was ninety percent Republicans and only seven percent Democrats. Actually, but had he been Biden, he would have vetoed it. Uh, you know, something <laughs> like that. So in in that case, I'm believe me, I'm not saying that there's wonderful people for it. I'm saying I'm just going to give them that in case somebody wants to argue over nuance. But you can't name anything else in history. No, not a single thing, not positive. Everything's been negative. Everything's cost us money, made life worse. Food food prices are still going up or outrageous. I mean, it's sickening. It is sickening out there. If you're an everyday American, if you're on a fixed budget like I am, it is it is absolutely almost impossible to live. Well, it is almost impossible. I couldn't agree more with you. And it's going to get worse when these IRS work. agents descend upon you. I think, I think it's March that that bill that the law and the fine starts going into act where we'll start to feel see this quote unquote reduction act reproduction act is what I call it when it goes <laughs> into effect. You'll really start to see it. Of course, then they'll just start saying Putin's wars fired up and the weather's changing gas prices always go up in the summers people travel more they'll use every lie in the book and but people like mr slayton says do an ounce of research that's all it takes and you will find some answers and they're none of them are good right now none of them are good right now and it, it, it it'll depress you really if you go looking for them because they aren't good uh the lies continue they get away with it because they own the media uh, they get away with it in Congress because some supposedly conservative congressional members are anything but. It's just disgusting. And once again, as you point out, the left, especially Biden and Brandon, oh, I never say I never say his name. Brandon's administration gets caught red-handed with they're accusing an actual president of Trump, and that and. Watch their interviews. They have nothing, nothing to say, or they're eating food, and they walk away. I've seen seven different individuals confronted by a, an investigative reporter, and they, one says, I just, nope, I have nothing to say. Why? Because I do. What's their answer? I have nothing to say because I do, and walks away. You know, and that was that guy. Uh, I've always believed very strongly that if you've done nothing wrong, you might as well deny it. If you're accused of something, why act like you're guilty, but they do it all the time. Now I know sometimes a lawyer will advise someone not to comment on a, on a pending case. I get that part, especially if it's a criminal case. Don't talk to the police because the police 
Well, they're not your friend in that situation. No matter how much they tell you they are, they're not. So I get that. But anything else, you know, Kevin, uh, they said that you stole some documents. Well, they're full of shit. How's that? Prove it. Find them. Where are they? I didn't steal anything. That's what you say. And in Biden's case, why does he doesn't want to know what the documents are? Please sell that somewhere else. And this is how stupid he is and his lawyers are because, quote, unfortunately, he is the president right now, artificially, in my opinion. But he is. So he can look at anything he wants. So it isn't against the law for him to look at classified information now. So this is how stupid they are. They really are stupid. I mean, it's, it's it's really laughable. I mean, how can you make such a stink over Donald Trump with classified documents that he has the authority to have, raid his house, take all kinds of, go through his wife's room, take all kinds of stuff not related to any search for a document, and then knowing you're, knowing while you're doing that that you have hidden documents yourself. Now, it's quite likely that Biden totally has forgotten that he stole those documents. But either way, it couldn't look worse for them than it does. Essentially, in a rational world, you would say Garland's hands are tied. He can't do anything to Trump over this. Biden made sure of that. Right. Well, they couldn't before. And that's one of them. I wish I'd have caught her name, but came out and said, this is an absolute gift to the Trump campaign. It is. it is, but not only that, you're right, they w- they couldn't have before. Here's the, here's the bottom line to it. If Donald Trump did anything illegal with those documents, he would have been charged by now. Correct. They just want that to hang over his campaign, the possibility. I have a brother who said to me yesterday, well, they're getting closer to indicting him. I said, are you blind? <laughs> indicting him on what? I mean, he he, this is got- how these people are brainwashed. Or they're intellectually lazy. I'm not sure about him which one's at, at work, but probably both. And I can't believe you just said that because he must have got the liberal talking points because I had three different liberals on Truth Social say the exact same thing. Well, they're getting close now. I said, well, after five years, I would hope so. But they're not. (laughs) The truth is they're not. It's not. I I mean, if you can't get a guy in five years of spending our taxpayer money investigating him, raiding his home, doing everything illegal, wiretapping his campaign – Every possible law broken in trying to investigate him, and you still come up with nothing. You are the most, having a, you're either the most pathetic group of investigators ever that has ever lived, or, and this is the part I believe, Donald Trump is the most pristinely clean guy you'll ever try to investigate. They're having an, a, a, a virtual parade on social media because a, fin, a former financier of his, of Donald Trump's, is getting five months in jail because he pleaded for that tax evasion on using the cars and stuff that Alice yeah, but that, that's, a, that's an employee. That's not Donald Trump. So Correct. they're, they're, they're trying to extend that to the company because he was employed by the company. But that's that's not Donald Trump. But they want no, you to think it, it is. So yeah, if Biden owned a business, own. and Biden has never owned a business, he's never signed the front of a check. But if Biden did own one, and one of his employees stole or robbed or what? It's not on Biden, and it's not on his company. But they would, they would, and they wouldn't tell you that it was. But on Trump, always a different standard. It's a complete different standard. That's that is the best statement of this time. It's just such, and it's an irregular, illegal standard. It's not even correct. They go out of their way, and uh, it's 
it is hilarious. The amount of subpoenas they've withdrawn, testimony that's been withdrawn, things that have been thrown out of court, lawyers that have quit cases because they didn't have anything. It's been outstanding. Nobody's talking about the numbers. I keep saying they're 0 for 23. <laughs> I keep trying. They're, they're, all for, they're, they're all for however many. I love I love these liberals say 70-something uh, lawsuits that Trump lost on the election. What? what? He didn't lose any. They, they never got to court. There Not might have one. been a, 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 an election case over some little uh, inaccuracy or something that wasn't brought by Trump or his people. And they, I guess maybe they'll count that. But other than that, he hasn't – none of his cases have been heard. Exactly. It's it's the <clears> – <throat> And, and then they tell you that uh, Herschel Walker lost, so Donald Trump, he's a horrible guy to have his endorsement. Kerry Lake lost. Kerry Lake didn't lose. That's number one. My guess is Herschel Walker didn't lose either. But even if he did, Donald Trump's record is, I believe, 230 and 20. That's pretty yeah, damn that, good. It's outstanding. I'll tell you what, if you're a coach in any any sports league or any college, you're getting a million-dollar-a-year raise if that's your record over the years, at least that much money. Yeah, exactly. And that when they can't even deal in reality. If you talk to any of these people, it's it's you shouldn't because you'll be dumber for doing it. It is just it's us I don't even have the words for how bad it is. It really is. It's well, laughable. You can't it's get absolutely through to them laughable. Either. That's that's the problem. What's you, that, sir? You can't get through to them. No. They don't even make sense. They don't, and then they'll start you know you're either winning or they're lying, not that there's a win to the conversation, but that they're lying and they don't make it because they either start cussing at you, they'll call you a derogatory name, or they'll just say, well, they'll just fly off on a tangent. They'll get them, or we're right. We ju- we're just right. And it's it's laugh, it's comedy. Or and they it, constantly it, will say to you if, you, if you point out Biden's this or that, well, Donald Trump did such. No, no I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about this guy. Correct. This guy. It's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is. I, I want the House of Representatives to get to the investigations. To, that's fine. You can print up all these laws and pass them in the House. They're not going anywhere. Get to the investigations. That will actually bring something to light. The investigations are the key. There's no question about it. And nothing's going to be done. They almost even have to save them to hopefully they can win the House, have an actual legitimate election and win the White House, and even the Senate, like you said, you got to get all three houses and then start putting people in jail. Schiff, Solwell, Sewell, Pelosi, and go after that billionaire, Soros. You start arresting these people, Gates, and confiscate their bank accounts. That'll change everything in this country. No question. I'm with you. I appreciate it. Keep it up. You do great work, and it, it helps. Even we got to get you out there and get this, get you heard daily, coast to coast. I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. Yes, sir. Keep it up, sir. Will do. Mm-hmm. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746. I agree with him. Let's get to the investigations, but we have to be uh, honest about that, too. The, we should do it knowing full well that there will not be any criminal charges filed against Biden or his criminal family. Unless, perhaps, it's so overwhelming, the evidence, that even Garland says, well, we got to get one of you people. We won't get you, Joe. How about your dumb brother? 
But I don't even think that'll happen. The investigations will be done. The evidence is overwhelming. We've already heard a lot of it. The text, the emails, the, the eyewitnesses, it's all there. And they'll make a criminal referral to the Department of Justice, which will kill it. They'll sit on it. And so Jordan and Comer will have to keep all of their stuff until the next Republican president is elected. Then and only then will any of these Biden criminals go to jail or even be charged. And that's just a fact. They will cover his ass, unlike the Republicans. If Donald Trump said the wrong word on Twitter, William Barr was all over him. By the way, James Comer and Jim Jordan, while you're at it, let's investigate Barr. I think he's one of the great criminals of all time. No question in my mind. But the truth is, investigate, arrest, convict, and throw him in jail. But that will only happen, the latter three parts of that will only happen when there's a Republican president. But this time they have to do it. When Trump got in, he said during the campaign that he would have Hillary investigated and put in jail. That's what he said. He said it to her. And then he didn't follow up on it. I guess the euphoria of being president said, I'll just give it a break. She's not going to hurt me. Now, that's how naive Trump was. When a Republican gets into the White House, whatever these investigations yield, that, that Republican president needs to take it to his Secretary of State, unlike Jeff Sessions, get a bulldog in there, not Secretary of State, I'm sorry, Attorney General, and say, here it is, go after them, charge them, try them, convict them, jail them. But it won't happen. Not until there's a Republican president, and then I can only hope and pray that it does. And if it's DeSantis, if it's Trump, we know it'll happen. If it's DeSantis, by the time he gets elected president, he will have had to withstand all of the lies and evil doings that they've done to Trump. Trust me. Kevin's up. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, Carpe Hump Day DM to you, Kevin. It is a hump day. And as our research assistant points out, Biden will be dead by the time that happens, which is probably true. Yeah, probably true on that for sure. Hey, switch gears briefly. Um, is the uh, NFL going to uh, apologize to Tim Tebow now after all the players took a knee on the field to pray the other day? Well, they'll never apologize to Tim Tebow. <laughs> never. But Christians around the world were proud of Tim Tebow and proud of the well, players who have knelt down and prayed for uh, DeMar Hamlin. Yep. And by the way, Buffalo said they're going to pay him his full salary this year, even though he's out for the rest of the season. So commends to them. Well, they sure also said, they, they've also said originally that they were going to make sure that if he couldn't play anymore, that his life is a lifestyle that will be a good one. So they're going to, they'll employ him in some way. That, that's good. And on Tim Tebow, he got uh, um, nominated or put into the college football hall of fame. The other day, he was he was announced that he's going to go in. And I thought that was nice. Yeah, I was looking at Tim, and I was thinking to myself, um, hopefully you're not on steroids, but, dude, lay off the weights. I mean, he looks he like is, a defensive tackle. Yep, he's, 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 he's huge. big. But uh, as, as a Christian, I follow him, and uh, I do like his ministry stuff that he's doing, so he is trying to sincerely oh, he's, help he's, people. He's one of the best people in the world. I mean, they, they don't get much better than Tim Tebow. They really don't. 
Uh, not yep. not just yep. a guy who talks about it, but who does it and backs it up. He's he's the kind of guy that you can follow. He's a true leader. Sure. Yeah, he's he, he's a good guy, and I I do like him a whole lot. So uh, now there's yeah, a guy. See if I'm oh, if I'm the Republican National Committee, I'm recruiting Tim Tebow to run in Florida, where he is immensely popular, and it would be a no brainer. Any place, any place that a, any place that a Democrat holds a congressional seat, Tim Tebow should be running opposite them. And I don't know if he would run or not. I don't know if he would either. He doesn't want to get yeah. into the dirty business like that. He's a Christian guy. He's he's not going to compromise his principles to be a part of a shit show. Yep, I think Herschel Walker was the same way, and then he finally said, "Okay, I'll do it." So I, you know, Tebow might be similar to that, possibly. I don't know if Herschel needed the money or what. I don't know. Her, Herschel's a good guy. Herschel's, in my opinion, a great guy. Everything you see and everything you hear when he talks, great guy, great Christian. Yep. Yep. I mean, he was not a good candidate for the Senate. He really didn't articulate a position on uh, or a policy on things. He indicated his position, but what is it you're really going to do? I never got that from Herschel, but I. But look who his opponent was is the effing devil himself. Yeah, exactly. So I don't care. If, I don't care if Herschel had any good ideas. He's better than the devil. Yep. And, and and speaking of stole speaking of stolen election wins, uh, as in Herschel Walker losing, um, over here in Illinois, uh, gosh, where, you know, it, it's a shame that people always say, "Well, leave Illinois if you don't like it," but the problem is everybody can't leave Illinois. Everybody can't, and so at some point, Illinoisans are going to have to step up and say, "Enough's enough. Secede north, south, whatever." But something's going to have to give. And and you know what happened now in the last week. Um, with this uh, with this governor, uh, did, did you see what he did before this bill was passed on the uh, the outlawing of the guns that no. happened yesterday? Um, it was unprecedented, but when they were debating this gun bill and they were going to vote on it, he showed up in the chambers, sat in the front row, which is virtually unprecedented for a governor to do in the state of Illinois or any state for that matter, to show up. It was almost like an intimidation uh, that he did to pretty much let them know. And when they asked him afterwards, the press asked him afterwards why he showed up, he did say these words, I wanted to show how serious I was about my commitment that I made during my election run. <laughs> did they have to uh, call in a construction crew and widen the chair when he sat down? Or did he just yeah, simply and, break it? No, no, no kidding. But, but so now he signed that bill and it's popping up on my newsfeed this morning all over the place that these guns are now outlawed effective immediately in Illinois. My question is, how effective is that, or is enough court cases going to pop up that they can say, no, you can't enforce it yet? Well, you as know, soon what, as they file a lawsuit, so, some of the whatever lawyers are filing, I'm sure will attach to it a uh, temporary restraining order, restraining him from putting that into effect until it's decided at the upper court level. Uh, that's that's going to be the effort. I don't know if it'll be successful or not. And, Kevin, I know you're short on time, but the blatant thing that they did, too, last week is we're all dealing with inflation. I mean, you see the price of eggs this week, you know, and stuff. But the Illinois legislature and, and that, they voted themselves a $12,000 raise last week. Well, they've earned it. I mean, they've, they've been stealing from you guys left and right. Yeah, so now they, you know, they say, well, we got to pay more for services and power and eggs, so we'll just vote ourselves a raise. Kevin, do you and I get to vote ourselves a raise? We can only wish. You know, it's just it's just a joke that 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 they've done. And then St. Clair County, as you know, because you were friends with Bob in the past, and you know, rest in peace, there, brother. But but you know, St. Clair County 
has an, uh, an exposition hall area that they had the county fair at. And people for years thought that that was owned by the county, and it wasn't. It was privately owned, but it went up for sale late, late last year, and St. Clair County came in and bought it, and they justified it saying that this location was used as a uh, mass vaccination side. It can be used as a, as a government side if we need mass whatever again. So they bought this area for $2.1 million, okay, claiming that, that it's COVID funds that they're using. So if we have to have mass vaccinations again or a mass casualty thing again, they can use this site. But when they're not using it, it's an exposition hall. It's a racetrack. They're going to have the county try to bring the county fair back there. So it's just nothing more than money laundering to me. Sure it is. And they bought it from a private entity. What a joke. Well, it is a joke, but that's what government does. We're out of time, Kevin. Thank you. All I can say is you can imagine if Robert Romanic was alive today, what he'd be saying about all that that I just said. Wouldn't so. be pretty, that's for sure. Thanks, God Kevin. You, Appreciate Keep the call. Hey, as I let you go, folks, uh, there's a little oddity, a sports oddity that I came across, and I thought you'd find it interesting. In Brett Favre's final six passes as a Green Bay Packer, he went two for six for 12 yards, including a game-sealing, season-ending interception at Lambeau Field. In Aaron Rodgers' final six passes on Sunday night, at Lambeau Field, he went two for six for 12 yards. Included in that was a game-ending, game-sealing interception at Lambeau Field. Strangest, strangest things, man. All right, we'll take a break until tomorrow. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back fighting that good fight again. The podcast right here on our website, KevinSlaytonShow.com, on Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place else. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. So long, everybody. Ah, <laughs>